0: Hey friends, welcome to the Intuitive Mother podcast, the podcast created to help you awaken, heal, and connect to your truth and your desires as you journey home to you in the midst of motherhood. I'm your host, Angie Schaefer, wife, mom of two teen daughters, intuitive life coach, and Reiki healer, creator of The Awoken Woman, and spiritual joy seeker. Each week, we'll come together and chat, just as if we are on my sofa, side by side, sharing sacred space. It is my greatest hope to help other moms by offering insights, interviews, and straight up truth on all things motherhood and womanhood to guide your journey home with a friendly and healing vibe. Our time is now, let's go. Hi, hey friends. Welcome back to the Intuitive Mother podcast. This week is going to be a solo episode with yours truly. Before I get started, I want to take a moment and thank the guests that I had most recently on the podcast, which were Chandra Lamont, teen empowerment coach, and Allison Jane Ryan, a mama mentor. And I hope you all enjoyed The conversations I had with them, as much as I enjoyed having them on the show, having that time to sit and have a heart-to-heart about their purpose, their passion, and mission in life, and just giving them this space to share that with all of you. And I hope it impacted your day, your month, your year, how you will move forward in motherhood, womanhood, and all of the in-between just by them showing up here. I'm so grateful for both of them, and I have some other guests coming in the next couple of weeks that are also amazing women, and I cannot wait to share with them with you. So I hope you stay tuned for those episodes. Now, to get started on this week... I want to talk with you about something that's been on my heart and my mind. This is the thought about what our role is in our family. And the idea of the role that we play in life, in womanhood, in motherhood, in our family of origin and our family that we now live in the four wall within the four walls with. This thought has come up the past couple of weeks because I have always been aware of the roles that I have played mainly with my family of origin and how they have impacted my family that I have, you know, the family my husband and I and our daughters. But Even in the past couple of weeks, I've had a conversation with my sister about the role that I play and how I show up in that and being released from it and how it impacts myself, but also everyone else. And it's led me to sit and really think about how I want to show up differently and how um, my Taking on that role or being given that role at a younger age has impacted the life of others as well, not just me. So, the roles we carry with ourselves in life, in motherhood, in marriage, mostly came from at some point in our childhood, we were also given a role. And maybe we were given multiple roles. I myself have carried many, many, many roles. The obvious ones are daughter, sister, granddaughter, now mother, wife, daughter-in-law, friend, niece. The obvious roles, the titles that were given just by where we come into the family, if we have siblings, if we you know, are close with our family and have aunts and cousins and all of that. And we, you know, we take on that role of who that person is in the family and who we are within the family tree. So there's always those roles. And then there are the profound roles of the role we play in the family, and oftentimes, just by the role that you are, the mother, the wife, the daughter, the sister, whatnot, the list could go on, it depends what roles you might take on in your family. I, for one, took on the role of confidant, rescuer, mediator, caregiver, nurturer, fixer, and some of those could even blur lines. They could mean the same thing in some ways. Other roles might be boss, the baby of the family. We've always heard that one, I think. Out in society, you would hear people saying, like, she's the baby of the family. Or you might hear older siblings saying how, like, oh, she was always babied. And so she likely carried the baby role with her. The hero the mascot, the truth teller, the cheerleader, the clown. The list goes on and on and on. Honestly, you could Google roles in the family and there are long lists and there are PDFs about them. Um, But my thought today is to really talk about how we take on those roles, whether they're given to us or we take them on likely unknowingly, at a young age, why we do that, and what to do when they're no longer healthy for you or for those that you love, and then how to release them. So, you know, I, for one, took on many of those roles unwillingly. A lot of times, the roles are taken on in the midst of dysfunction, in the midst of a traumatic experience, in the midst of growing up. And instead of feeling anxious and being honest about what we're feeling, maybe we feel like we're in a family where we cannot show up with the emotions and the anxiety that we have. So we learn to control the situation by putting ourselves in that role. And in that role, we show up strong and we become the confidant or we rescue the family. We fix them. We try to be the peacemaker to keep everything calm. And sometimes... Our mother, our father, our grandparent, our sister, our husband, our children, you know, typically I guess not our children, but they do, they are impacted by the roles that we carry, but we are given these roles by others. It's how they want to see us show up. Maybe they saw something in our characteristic and our personality that made them think, she is the nurturer. She's the fixer. She can be used and utilized for taking care of this in the family, whether that's keeping of the peace or, you know, um, rescuing someone or the caregiver. I was a caregiver for so long. I'm still a caregiver. I mean, I took that literally to an extreme and became the caregiver for my grandparents and moved them into our home. I do not regret that time period. It was a huge lesson of love and learning. It actually grew our marriage deeper. But I took the role of caregiver on physically. My friends saw it. Um family, I cared for people. It was what I thought I did best. It was actually where I became worthy in my own eyes. I was worthy if I was caring for others. I was worthy if I was fixing situations. I was worthy if I was rescuing you from depression, sadness, um, you know, relationship troubles. I was worthy if I was your nurturer, if I made sure that you felt okay. And like I said, a lot of those were given to me. And a lot of them I picked up on myself and thought, well, when I take care of this person, they really love me. So I'm going to continue doing that. And all of that can create this unhealthy mindset of really, we no longer know who we are, what we really enjoy, if we've ever gotten to do the things that we wanted to do in life, because maybe the role has impacted what we have actually done. And I think about this in my own life. And when I graduated college, I had this dream of moving to New York City. I don't know what it was. It was like the energy in the air of the city, It was just the idea of being just far enough away from home to grow this independence within myself. Um, My husband, who was then my fiancé, and I would have gone together. It was like creating this little bubble of our relationship, our little family of two. And I didn't go, not only because... You know, I, I always gave the excuse we didn't go because we knew we would be getting married, which was true. We were engaged and going to be getting married within six months of graduating college, um, or six, seven months. And that uh, we wouldn't we'd already been together seven years at that point. We didn't want to go up there, end up starting a family right away and having to navigate New York City with a stroller or, um, you know, I, I wasn't sure if I would get into the college. I'm sure I would have looking back. That said, I had posed these excuses as to why we were not going. And the truth of the matter is we didn't go because deep in my heart, I gave up on a dream based on the role that I carried in the family. I could not be the caregiver in my eyes from two hours away. I could not be the fixer, the rescuer, the confidant, the nurturer, if I was that far away. And whether those were feelings that my family put on me or those were feelings I grew within myself, some of that is clear to me and some of it is not. It's been very meshed and the boundaries of where the roles came from are even somewhat blurry in my mind because I could see how as a young child, Some are given to you, but then as you get older and you realize this person feels better if I show up like this, you take that on yourself. And I liked feeling worthy. I liked feeling like I was in control. I was scared of being out of control. I was scared of my family being out of control. I was scared of what could happen if I wasn't there to fix it or to come to the rescue. And so I didn't go to New York City. We opted to stay nearby. We never lived more than 25, 30 minutes away from both sets of our family. And the funny thing is, when we had our daughters, I can remember them being tiny and saying, like, I hope they fly. I hope they graduate and travel to Italy at some point, or Australia, or move away. And now here we are, only two years away from our oldest going to college, and our youngest wanting to move to Nashville for a music career. (laughs) And that's coming around to bite me. (laughs) But I still stand behind that I want them to grow individually, and not carry on roles in the family that are harmful to their individual self and that are harmful to their mental health. Because not all roles are healthy when we take them to an extreme, especially. So the role of caregiver or confidant, maybe, maybe confidant to your sister, could be completely healthy, You know, I hope my daughters are confidants to each other. But when the child becomes a confidant to their parent, that's unhealthy. And especially when they were younger. And, you know, that could be anywhere in the teen years, in the elementary years. If you're taking on the pressure and the knowledge of what's going on in your parents' life, that is harmful to your mental health, to your individualization as you grow up. And therefore, it's not healthy, and it's extremely difficult to break as you become an adult. And then there's a thought of like, how are those roles showing up in your current family, you know, you, your partner, your children, And how are they, are they healthy for your family? Are they creating more dysfunction because you're continuing to show up in that way? So you might see this in the confidant of the family of origin, and that individual heard everything from a parent. And so now that individual goes on and shares everything about their life, the marital problems, um you know, friend problems. Just it could go on and on to their own children who know do not want to do not need to be knowing that information. But it was modeled for them. It was a role they took on and maybe are not awoken to the depths of how much that is actually hurting their soul. And therefore they continue that generational pattern. So now we see the roles in our family. Going on for generations. I mean, I could look back in my family and see generational roles. My grandmother, that I took care of, also was a caregiver. She also had a lot of anxiety. I have a lot of anxiety that I have navigated throughout my life. So we see these roles showing up time and time and time again. And In the unhealthy pattern, I have found that when my daughters became old enough to look me in the eyes and challenge the role is when I started to look within and challenge the role that I was holding. And it doesn't mean that it was super easy to drop that role and forget about being the confidant or the rescuer or the mediator or the nurturer or the caregiver. Obviously, that's not the case since I took care of my grandparents, but there was a point where I recognized it is not healthy for me to show up to fix everything, to take care of everybody, to be extremely nurturing and not nurturing to myself, to rescue everyone else while no one noticed I was falling apart. That was no longer healthy, and I no longer wished to see that role continue for myself because it felt unhealthy for me, but also because I did not want to display that role for my daughters, for them to carry it on in their life. It was time to break that chain, take that link out, that role, find a way. Sometimes there's a way you can show up in the role as yourself in a healthy way. And, you know, typically not in a sense with like the rescuer or the fixer because everybody needs to also be able to know that they're strong enough to take care of themselves, that they, that you are there and you love them and you are always going to stand by their side, Side note, of course, this would be different if that person is abusive, uh, abusive in drinking, drugs, and there are points where I recognize family need to step up, step away, and cut ties. That's not healthy for them. But in this situation I'm talking about, so you have someone that is the rescuer, and that rescuer tends to have to research everything, figure out what the person should do, to feel better, to get their their child help. And we're talking about the other person or to, you know, get to the doctor and take care of this ailment. And when this was going on in your family of origin and now you're grown, this might be going on that you are taking care of things for your spouse. You're taking care of things for your child that as they're older, they don't need you taking care of. You don't need to come to the rescue necessarily for every decision your teen child makes. And oftentimes when we rescue, we enable them to continue that pattern of needing us in that way, which is then not healthy for us, but not healthy for them either. And the one thing that I could see show up was that not only was I continuing the role? But it may have never given that person that I was rescuing, that I was mediating, that I was nurturing, um, the person, the place, the situation, the relationship that I showed up in that role was never given the opportunity to fully step into who they were as an individual. They were never able to maybe believe in themselves, to see that strength that they had, to problem solve for themselves. And so when we start to heal that role, we acknowledge it. We deep dive into what roles are we carrying in life? Are we the baby? Are we the hero? Are we the mascot, the rescuer, the confidant, the mediator, the truth teller you know the the fixer and if that is who we are be honest with yourself how is that impacting your relationship with yourself your relationship with those that you're fixing that you're mediating the relationship for, how is that showing up in the relationships that you're currently in? How has that generationally come into these new relationships, the relationships with your children, with your friends, with your husband, or your wife, um, you know, that even within your career, I could see that these roles could come into play. If we are not aware what our roles are, how we how we um, lean on them and pull them into our current life, how they're showing up in our daily routine. And we need to get really clear about the roles, really clear about how they're showing up and how they're healthy and not healthy for us. Maybe it's time to take a list and do the pros and cons of that role. And within those pros and cons, it's likely you're gonna find what you're what are you performing at that role for? Is that to be seen, to be heard, to feel worthy, to be in control, to feel like you're enough or that you're lovable. Because a lot of times you even would, you know, you'll see individuals and they perform at a certain level because they need to feel worthy because their accomplishments mean something. They they got the impression when they were younger. And oftentimes, you know, this was passed down. And it, honestly, that was what the parent felt. But if they show up with straight A's, they're loved. If they show up getting the best job, they're loved. If they go to the top-notch college, they're loved loved, worthy enough, and it's just not true. How do you want to dissect the roles that you play, that maybe your husband or your wife plays, that your children are now seeing and possibly taking on themselves? How do you want to dissect that role when you discover it? And sometimes it doesn't take very long to discover it. If you are anything like me, you could make the list of your roles with your eyes closed. You know them. You know how you show up. I can tell you on the side, I show up to fix and rescue and nurture and care for everybody. It's like those four are just very blurred. I. I it's who I am. Somebody has a problem, Let me let me research that. I'll take my own time to research it. It's not mine to show up for. And so make your list. Dissect that list. How, where, where is each role showing up in your family? Because you might have somewhat different roles for different places in your life. And what part of the role could be healthy? if any. And then within your motherhood and within your marriage with your partner and within your connection to yourself, how can you release the unhealthy version of that role? How can you start to set the boundaries and stop blurring the lines of who you are, and note yourself as enough, worthy, loved, just as you are showing up, not as the rescuer, and having the honest conversation with yourself as to what that role is doing to your own mental health. For me, when even though I thrived on being the fixer, the nurturer, the caregiver, the rescuer, Actually, a lot of times those roles gave me anxiety. I would get heart palpitations. I felt the pressure. And there are moments in the past 10 years where I've been doing the deep work and healing that I have been brought to my knees in tears knowing that I don't want this pressure anymore. Do I love that person? Do I want to be there for them? Absolutely. But I'm exhausted and I feel heavy in taking care of everybody. And at some point, the caregiver breaks and says, I'm so tired of taking care of everybody else and not myself. I'm so tired of taking care of everybody else and no one taking care of me. So how can we sit in that role And use this for conversation for the better. These conversations that I've had with myself about my roles have then played into conversations with my husband. How do I need to be taken care of? Because how I needed to be taken care of 15 years ago is vastly different than now. Because I'm now aware of what I actually need as I release these roles. And the release is so damn hard because for me, you know, 42 years old, if these are roles that I've had at least for 35 years, probably a few more, they're hard to release. It's hard from going from even the quiet good girl to the one who speaks her truth and shares what she needs and who she is. Knowing that that might mean it upsets someone, but that it's never felt better to speak her own truth. So as I bring this episode and this heartfelt conversation to you, I want to leave you with the thought of really leaning into what roles are you carrying? Where did they come from in life? Like, I think this is such a fun exercise. Where did the roles come from? Do you know where they came from? Someone close to you know where they came from? Because if you can't see it, maybe your spouse can. Maybe your child can. I have already had one of my daughters say to me, you're this. You do this in your family. And not our family of four, but like within my family of origin. So can they see where the roles come from? Can you make a list of the healthy and the unhealthy aspects of the role? how they're hurting you, and how you want to release them. Do this for yourself, but not just yourself, because do it for your family, the family that you're raising under your roof that needs you to be the individual you are, that needs you to know that you're loved, worthy, and enough just as you are that you don't need to fix everything as mom. You just need to show up. They just want you there. You can't fix it. Their journey is their journey. Your spouse's journey is their journey. You can go hand in hand together, but until you take away fixing everybody or overly caring for everybody Rescuing them from their mistakes or their heartbreak. They can't grow into who they are meant to be. So, do it for you to heal, to find the individual that you are and what lights you up and what's weighing you down. Because some roles could light you up in certain ways. You're just really good at that. And that is okay as long as it's not crossing the line to an unhealthy pattern, as long as it's not continuing the generational trauma and burden that you have been carrying. Because not only do you want to do it for you, but you want to do it for your daughters, for your children, so they can see what it's like to live healthy and in alignment with themselves and to release the roles that are weighing them down. Release them from yourself and you release them from your daughters. I wish for you a beautiful week. Up here, it's starting to get spring-like, so I hope you get some sunshine and fresh air. I hope you take time to think about your roles which ones are healthy and unhealthy and how you want to release any that are unhealthy and start to heal the burdens of generations before you as you release those roles. Have a wonderful week and I'll be back next week. Thank you.